The Tao of Self-Confidence, Episode 486. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yapchan, and today I have a phenomenal lady on the show today. She is the founder of Madonna Yoga and also the co-founder of Soulscape, and I'm just really excited to have her on and share her story with us today on self-confidence. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Teresa Shan. Teresa, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to our listeners. Hi, Shina. Yes, uh, thanks so much for having me. So basically, I started Madonna Yoga about four or five years ago. It's an accessory brand here in Singapore because at the time there was not really much other opportunities or other offerings available for yoga accessories like mats, props and blocks when I first started teaching yoga. So I'm a yoga teacher. I've been teaching for about eight years now um, here in Singapore. And when I started the brand, it was really to kind of offer an alternative to the import brands that we had coming from the US or the very low quality um, products that we had on offer here. For Soulscape, it's an online platform uh, where we share articles, reviews and interviews about how to live healthier and and basically discover what there is out here available in order to stay healthy and keep you active throughout your day. And then through that, we've also developed a festival. We have a once a year, mind, what we call the Mindful Movement Festival, where we actually bring everyone together uh, on the beach and we have a one-day workshops and songs and, and entertainment, uh, lots of different activities that are happening throughout the day. So that's, that's pretty fun. So those are the two main things that I, that I keep myself busy with. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And Teresa, what's your cultural background? I'm Singaporean. My mom is Singaporean, but my dad is Dutch. So I grew up half in Singapore and half in the Netherlands. Until I was seven, I was in Singapore. And then the rest up until my teens, I was in the Netherlands. So I have quite a mixed bag of upbringing, uh, which is quite very, very varied, I would guess. Singapore is quite conservative and the Netherlands obviously is very open. So very fortunate to have the upbringing that I had and I you know if people ask me oh which which country do you prefer I think it depends because when I was growing up I preferred Holland over Singapore because of the when I was in school and the schooling system here is pretty strict and and very constrictive whereas now I'm actually in living in Singapore and I'm enjoying being here so I yeah I think it depends so maybe it will change again when I when I go older. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And what would be your favorite self-confidence quote? Okay, I think my favorite self-confidence quote is, is actually very simple. And I don't actually know who said it, but it's basically trust is confidence. And that's it. It's trusting and believing in yourself. And that that is confidence, as it were. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, that's a great quote because, you know, confidence is all about trusting yourself and your abilities and what you're capable of and you know even though it's short it's very powerful so I really love that thanks for sharing that and you know in your own words how do you define self-confidence 
So I, I've been a little bit on a journey this year or last year and, and this year as well. And I think that now for me, confidence is really believing in yourself, like you said, and trusting that, that you know what's best for you. And I think sometimes I'm not sure if this has to do with with age. I'm not saying that I'm super old or whatever, but as you grow older, you kind of learn who you are and what you're good at and who who you yeah who you are as a person. And I think that the trust is confidence then comes in because trusting yourself and knowing who you are will help to make those decisions along the way that that will define you and define what's important to you and things to do and things to leave. And before I think it was it's easy to kind of get swayed in others, other people's um, beliefs and other people's ways of, of making decisions. And I think that for me, after I, I discovered that, okay, for me, really, I need to trust in myself and believe in myself. And maybe the decision that I made is not the right one. But as long as it feels good, and if when I'm making the decision, it feels like the right decision, it's going to be the right one for me, at least at this point in my life. And so I feel like that's the most important part. And and that's how I kind of define what self-confidence is for me. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, that's a great definition. And yeah, you know, it really is knowing, you know, what you tolerate and not tolerate what's best for you. Um, And nobody knows that except for yourself, right? Um, And you'll know that by going through your journey and working on yourself and loving yourself in the process. So thanks for sharing that definition. And what was your life like before your discovery of self-confidence? I mean, I don't think it was, um, I mean, it's been a journey, a gradual process. Like I said, as I get older, being more sure of myself and knowing what's right for me and what's not. And also, I guess, accepting because I'm an introvert. And so so I like to call myself an extroverted introvert. So obviously, at times, you, you can't be an introvert. And, you know, I teach yoga, so I have to be in front of people. But obviously, my my innate self-desire is always to, to to stand back and listen to others speak rather than be the for, the forefront and accepting that and not feeling bad that that's you know what or who I am or or the the nature that uh, what I tend to do being okay with that and so through that also learning the different ways of of being more confident you know as an introvert and and what things I I need to come out of my shell for and things that I don't need to come out of my shell for or feel like, okay, I can leave that. that, And the the trust comes in here again as well. And I guess before I discovered that I I know myself better than anybody else, I used to, hmm, I suppose, change or try to change to the environment or, or try to be somebody else. Not completely different, but like, you know, in, in the example of the introvert versus the extrovert, maybe be a little bit more outgoing and especially in social circles. Um, so I think that, that, yeah, that's the most significant thing that I can think of right now that, that was different before. And I guess the problem with that also is that then you make decisions that you think are the right decisions, but for the situation, but they may not be the right, the right decisions for, for me at the time. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, I think that's something we can relate, you know, trying to change to the environment, you know, especially I'm sure living in Singapore, you know, there's certain things that, you know, they tell women not to do or to do. And we we think that maybe that's the way. And, you know, it's up to you to 
to make a decision whether if, if it works for you or not. And you know, I like how you mentioned, you know, you're learning to be confident as an introvert because most people think if you're confident, you have to be like loud and you have to be like, you know, friendly and and like be an extra like a, a super like extrovert. And really, you don't have to, you know, like you can still be an introvert and still be confident in what you do. And um, what was that point in your life when you realized you can go out there and just be the person that you are today? Like, what was that aha moment? I think I got the aha moment like last year about, mm, I mean, I guess if you, if I really have to define one aha moment, then that was, that was it. I do think that it was a gradual process as well. You know, once again, as, as I grow older, but the, the process, I mean, six months ago, I just decided that I'm just going to, to, I just need to make a change. And I think it's, a it, yeah, it was a conscious decision that, you know, I'm going to be more, uh, take charge of, of what's going on in my life, even though, yeah, I'm running my own business and things. And many times people think that when you run your own business, then you have control. But sometimes you really feel that you don't have control because there's so many factors that come into play that you don't have control over and and sometimes you're in a business you're just very reactive you're reacting to whatever has happened okay now we've got a client so okay now we can do this oh this month we don't have a client what are we going to do like okay so it's so sometimes you feel like you're chasing after the fact and so this year or midway past like 2017 I think my partner and I we decided that okay you know we're gonna start thinking of ourselves more with and the business then comes second because we always used to put the business first like every single decision we made was about business first and so I think at that point we were like okay we need to not forget about ourselves and and make sure that you know, not to forget us and put ourselves first. And so this year for me is, is about rediscovering myself. And I think it, the, the the aha moment really for me was that I need to put myself first. And through that, I, I started listening to some some audios and, and I, I know it sounds very cliche, but it, it really helps to kind of find your feet again. And there's a few that I really liked and they were talking a lot about confidence and about trusting yourself. And so I think, I think, yeah, so I think it, that that's really the, I guess, 2017 for me was the aha moment that I discovered that I, I need to not forget about myself, that working on myself and, and being and, and trusting who I am and trusting that you know, if things don't go exactly the way I want, that maybe it's just the way it was meant to be and being okay with that. And I think that was the hardest part. And, and so slowly, I'm, I'm getting used to that right now. Thanks for sharing that. And you know, that's um, a great realization that you have, you know, especially as, as women, we like to take control of every situation, right? Not realizing there's just some things you can't control. You just got to learn to let it go. Um, the only thing you can control is how you react to it, right? And, yeah. you know, like you mentioned, some things don't work out. And sometimes that could be a blessing in disguise, right? Um, instead of thinking like, oh, I can't believe this happened. It's like, well, I'm glad actually it didn't happen because then, you know, this would have been the up- outcome. And I like the outcome that I have now. And so it, it's great that you were able to to realize that. And, you know, because of these these changes that you're making, what's your life been like now so i think i'm I'm at i'm just scratching the surface right now i feel that things are getting much better i'm much more calm i'm much more relaxed i i just feel like when i need to make decisions i now i I just try to listen to my intuition more i listen to my feelings more it it, i know it sounds a little bit like wishy-washy but i think i've all you know for the past 10 years that I've been working, I've always relied on my 
you know, my intellect or my mind to make decisions for myself or what I felt made more sense or what what's better and I and I think now I've come to a stage where I'm just going to listen to yeah just my my intuition and if it feels good and for example if I, I need to make a decision about something or if I if I knowing or, or thinking of what I need to do next obviously you have to analyze the options and you can't just jump into oh, okay this feels good or whatever like definitely analyze everything and get all the 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 answers and the pros and the cons together but I feel still at the end of the day it's still the your heart that needs to make the decision I mean I think some things definitely can be transactional but when it comes to deciding about like where to take my life or or uh, what path I want to go on, you know, how, you know, do what I want to do with the business. Definitely these things are very transactional and they do require thought and, and careful planning. But I think that at some point I also need to then step back and trust that I know what I'm doing and I know that whatever feeling I have inside, because sometimes it's funny, like you can make all these transactional decisions and you know in your mind that this is what you should do but yet in your gut you feel like it doesn't feel right and so that's the feeling that I'm going to start listening more or at least taking them into account rather than putting them aside just thinking oh yeah I'm just being a woman I'm being emotional again so let's just leave that aside but now for for this year going forward I'm actually going to take that into consideration. Thanks for sharing that. You know, that's great that you're learning to make decisions based on your intuition and how you feel. And, you know, it actually our intuition tells us a lot more than we realize. And I think sometimes we take it for granted because we're so used to like analytical thinking and overanalyzing and trying to find a reason for every single thing we do. Um, not realizing sometimes if it feels right, you just go ahead and do it. And sometimes it might not look as, as you know, it might not look at as, as you know, what you envision it in your head but in the end it'll all work out so thanks for sharing that and you know to the woman who's listening to your episode she may be in her own journey of self-confidence what'd be that one tip you would give to her i would give these women i think what i would say is release the resistance sometimes we when we overthink things or like when we are too caught up with the intellectual part there can be resistance in whatever it is that you're thinking of doing. And sometimes when you when you release the resistance and kind of just say, okay, I'm just going to accept like whatever it is and this is the way it is. And then somehow the answers then come. So that's, I think that's the one thing that I've discovered these past few months and that I'm going to be living my life by as well is is because sometimes when you really overthink things and you kind of get stressed out about it or or you know you get an anxiety about it and that's what I mean by resistance it's there's something about that 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 holds us from them being able to listen to that intuition and I see this all the time in when I teach yoga that sometimes there's people when they're holding the pose they just they're so tense and when they're so tense they can't really enjoy what's happening and it's just about then just releasing and relaxing a little bit and once they do that everything starts to happen for them and everything starts to open up and they feel so much better. And I, you know, I'm, I'm starting to do this in my own life now. And so I think definitely the one advice I would give is, is to release resistance so that then your, your inner voice and your instincts can start to speak up. Thanks for sharing that tip. And I really love um, actually that tip that you mentioned releasing the resistance because yeah, I mean, 
we <laughs> we love to overthink everything. It sometimes keeps us from doing what, taking action, right? We just have that analysis paralysis, and sometimes we just gotta go for it and just not think about it. Just just do it, and you know whatever outcome happens, just be grateful for it. So thanks for sharing that. And if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do, or check out some of your work. Um, check out some accessories for their yoga practices. Is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with? Yeah, they can head over to madanayoga.com. Madana is spelled M-A-D-A-N-A. Or Soulscape. Soulscape is on soulscape.asia if you want to read up about how to live healthier. Um, the unique thing about Soulscape is that it's an Asian context. So so we, we, we talk about you know using Asian herbs or Asian uh, foods and things like that. So that's the difference to your, your usual topics on health. And then social, you can find me on Teresa. Teresa underscore Shan uh, on Instagram or on my website, TeresaShan.com. Thanks for sharing that. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Teresa, you can also head on over to the TaoofSelfConfidence.com and search for Teresa's name. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else that we talked about. And I just really want to thank Teresa for taking the time to share her story and tips with us on self-confidence. So thank you so much. Thanks so much, Sheena. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. It's really great having you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Tao of Self-Confidence. Get your free self-talk tape for building self-confidence by visiting our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. 